Hello and welcome to another episode of Lion City Rock, the only podcast about Singapore's pop music scene telling you things that you wish you knew but you didn't know, but now you do. Today, we're going to be talking to, I think, one of the most exciting bands, uh, the member, uh, not the band, because uh, we only have one, but we're going to talk <laughs> to somebody from one of the most exciting bands, um, whom I've had the pleasure to see in, uh, perform in various festivals and various gigs. Um, and the person that we're going to be talking to today is none other than the head honcho of Surrender HQ, Mr. Saiful Idris. Hey, Yay! welcome, Saiful. Hey, hello, everyone. One of my favorite songwriters, man. Uh, thanks for having me. Thanks, Kevin. <laughs> hey, man. How are you? How you been? Uh, I've been, um, yeah, just living the normal, uh, the average Singaporean's life, I guess. You know, work and <laughs> yeah. spending time with the family. Yeah. yeah. As you know, this podcast is all about music made in Singapore. Mm-hmm. And... Um, you wanna, I'm gonna start off by asking you about your own uh, musical journey. Like, how young were you when you first uh, decided that, yeah, music is a cool thing to do? Okay, um, my musical journey. Um, I, I, okay, I, I, I grew up um, listening uh, to a whole variety of stuff. Uh, my brother is, uh, is quite a legend in the, in the local uh, death metal scene. Yeah, uh, but he also had a very eclectic taste. So um, at one point, I was listening to, um, you know, the Beatles while listening mm. to death metal. Um, grew up listening to sentimental Malay rock, of course. Uh, I'm sure you can hear that in my music. Um, yeah. For those who don't know, who's your brother? Uh, his name is Kai. Uh, his band uh, was uh, Braikolakas. <laughs> It's like uh, if you if you if you happen to be able to catch the name, then uh, well done. Um, yeah, but uh, he's he's like a proper legend in the death metal scene. So he used to trade tapes with like death metal bands from all over the world. Um, so I would know your you know all your underground uh, death metal bands like Mayhem and all that. Uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, um, but he also brought brought. Uh, back things like you know the Beatles, um, Brit Brit pop, um, so all the Radioheads and the Suede. He was a huge fan of Suede, um, so that's where I got my early music education, I suppose. I mean, I was just listening to whatever my brother was listening to, um, and 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 it it it, it was a bit. Um, it, it wasn't the same kind of things that my peers were listening to. So I was uh, a bit different in a sense, which it, which would be a recurring theme in my life. Uh, um, but yeah, um, but I, I think you know through all that, I I, I learned quite a bit about music. Like, you know uh, about uh, you know you know like if you can appreciate death metal, if you can appreciate the structure and the the, the melodies and whatever in death metal, then you can appreciate anything. Mm. Like seriously, it's like super technical and stuff. 
Um, so yeah, I, I, I learned quite a lot about music. Uh, in secondary school, like most um, young Malay kids back then, I was jamming uh, with friends. So Fandi was my secondary school mate. Uh, so we've been jamming since uh, we were about 15, uh, 14, 15. Um, after that, we formed a band called Super Spy. Uh, mm, yes. when we played um, ska <laughs> ska punk <laughs> uh, inspired wow. by bands like No Doubt and yeah the, the music of the time lah, you know yeah, that, really um, did, that really dates you man <laughs> yeah I know right <laughs> uh, this was Gwen Stefani when she was still cool um, yeah <laughs> ouch <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> But uh, yeah, yeah, it was it was uh, it was fun, um, and uh, we 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 kept that going until uh, after NS, um, and then I left uh, Singapore to study in uh, in the UK. Um, so I I guess uh, we 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 saw that Super Spy was not going anywhere lah, So we kind of decided we would do something different. Can you give us uh, some con- sorry? Can you give us some context? What year is this? Uh, this was in, I left in 2000, oh, okay. came back in 2004. Okay. Yeah, so this was really right at the at the start of the whole, um, yeah, like, you know, like, best like the Killers, Franz Ferdinand, yep. the, yeah, yeah. The, the dance, Rook, the dance oh, yeah. rock thing. Yeah. Um, so, but, but, but before that, um, I mean, we, we also were quite um, interested in dance music. Uh, I think during NS, we started going to Zouk. Um, and I think we were both uh, fans of like uh, house music. Um, I mean, whatever that uh, they were playing at, you know, the Zook main room and Velvet Underground, not so much future, but yeah, that's, that's for something else. Um, so yeah, I mean, we, we both had the interest. So, I mean, for me as a songwriter, I always thought that there was that, um, that possibility to kind of bring the two worlds together, uh, dance music and uh, rock music. Um, and we, we kind of explored with that, but I think, uh, bands like the killers, Franz Ferdinand really showed us how to do it. Yeah. So I, I, I suppose that's why, um, they were very big, uh, influences, uh, on our music. Um, but if you really, uh, analyze our songs, I think, um, yes, you hear the killers, uh, you hear, um, <clears throat> Franz Ferdinand a bit here and there, Arctic Monkeys. Uh, but for me personally, I thought I, I took a lot from uh, Ash actually. Yeah. Ah, um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I think in terms of the melodies and the kind of yeah the harmonizations and all that, uh, I think I took took a lot more from Ash than from these other bands. Um, so yeah, uh, and then the Great Spy Experiment kind of um, yeah started to become uh, successful. Um, yeah, we managed to last, uh, how long was it? 10 years? <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, so, in terms of the great spy, then, like, how do you guys get together? Like, mm. I mean, were you, did you send out, you know, notices, hey, want to do a band with this kind of stuff? Or how, how did it all get come about? Um, well, it, it came about quite, uh, I, th- I think things just fell into place. So, I, uh, I mean, me and Fandi were, were, yeah, we're always playing together. Uh, before I left for the UK, um, Fandi was playing in a band. Um, I can't remember the band's name, uh, but Song was in the band. So okay. that's how he met Song. Okay. Um, so when I came back for uh, so before so before I left for the UK, uh, Super Spy recorded like an album. Uh, we did it all in one night, like from <laughs> um, like all we started in the evening and it went all the way in the 
to to the morning. Uh, song was part of that recording. Where, so we where recorded was it recorded? Like, where was it? Recorded? Uh, this was in the old um, beat. Oh no! There's this studio at on um, Jalan Pinang, Beat Jalan Merchants. Pinang. Oh, Beat ah, Merchants. Okay. Yes. Okay. okay. Wow, 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 wow. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. So we recorded uh. a whole album. I think 13 or 14 songs in one night. And song, uh, he song barely. Yeah. Yes. Song. Song. He came in to 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 record, and he barely knew uh, the songs. But yeah, he he just kind of went with it, and yeah, it, it was it was. I mean, it, production value wise, it wasn't the best. Uh, but it was fun, yeah. You know, um, yeah. But but that was kind of that for Super Spy lah. I mean, uh, yeah. We we didn't really do much after that. Um, so that was me finding song. Uh, and then when I came back to Singapore, I went to NIE uh, for teacher training. Uh, and there I met Kai. I was introduced to him by a lecturer who just thought that we would get along, and we did. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well done, and well I done. found out uh, he was, you know, no, because he was a musician as well. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember his name. Oh, it's the band's name. Ah, my, my memory is really not, not there anymore. <laughs> but yeah, so um, so he was in a band as well. Um, and he was courting Meg at the time. Uh, they were starting to go out. Yeah. And uh, she would come along to our jam sessions. Uh, so the funny thing is how Meg joined the band is really we were jamming and she was sitting outside and we were like you know what we need somebody to like press the keys on the keyboard so we asked her if she would do it uh, and then that's it that's how it started <laughs> wow, wow yeah. nice okay. <laughs> excellent <laughs> yeah well, I haven't thought about this for, for so many years I mean, for so long oh. yeah but, but that's how, how the band started uh, and then um, uh, I mean Every time we talk about the band, we talk about the five uh, musicians and the two uh, managers as well. Mm, mm. Uh, so we have Huzaifa and Mike. Mm. Uh, <clears throat> Jaffa was uh, an old friend of Fandi, Fandi and I. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he was our first uh, manager. So when we started out, he was the one who was kind of like uh, helping us with the admin stuff. Uh, and then Mike was a friend of um, Kai's. Yeah, uh, so when he came in, I think he, because of his uh, his knowledge of uh, marketing and business, I think he really uh, brought the whole enterprise to a different level. Yeah. Mm. I think one of the one of the one of the key things about um, your band that that struck me when I when I first heard about you guys um, was that level of uh, professionalism. I is a is a bad word to use. I know, but. <laughs> But it, I, I think mean, it's it, it, no, it's no, not. No. It's not bad. What are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know, back in the back in the old days, you know, if you if you were too pro or too slick, you know, it was a bad. It was a bad thing. But <laughs> but uh, having said that, uh, you know, it, you know, you guys had. I mean, I love that. I love that logo that you guys had, uh, the mm. great spy logo, uh, and and like the fact that when you guys put out uh, put on a show, it, it, it's very it's very. It, you guys look very slick. Looked like you knew exactly what was going on, you know. So I mean, was that a was that a key thing? I mean, how the <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. Okay, honestly, on stage, right? I I thought we were a mess. <laughs> I mean, compared. <laughs> okay, but but if you look at the context, right? I mean, you're right. I think we came from an era where it was really rock and roll. Mm. I mean, you compare the bands back then and the bands now. Yeah. Uh, I mean, mm. now it's a lot more technical. It's a lot mm. more about precision and being very slick, like you said. Uh, so I think we were kind of the middle ground. I don't think we were as slick as, uh, as you know, we should have been. 
Uh, but compared to you know the scene back then, yes, then yes, I guess we were. Yes. Um, I think to be honest, we what distinguished us was that we had this vision that we wanted. Um, I mean, we were all um, like Song Kai, uh, myself and Pandi. We've been we had been in the scene for a few years, mm. uh, and we we kind of felt frustrated about where the scene was um, because we felt that more could have been done. I mean, especially Kai and Song. I mean, they they, they had been around for longer, and they were in bands that were quite established as well. Right. Um, yeah. So we did have this goal of wanting to do something that. Um, I mean, we we said that we wanted to change the face of Singapore music, uh, Singapore indie music. Um, so that was always our goal. So whenever everything that we did, we 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 wanted to kind of set the bar. We wanted to do something different. Um, we wanted to do something that, um, yeah, that would elevate the scene, uh, mm. in that sense. And then I think Mike played a really uh, critical part in that because he really <clears throat> opened doors for us. You know, in terms of like the commercial things, uh, I think that was a lot uh, down to him, um, and and that helped because we could just focus on the music and um, yeah. But on stage, I think we were just uh, yeah, we were just being ourselves really. There was no planning. I mean, there was a set list, but there was no like coordinated moves or whatever. We didn't no, know who would talk when. You know, like <laughs> sometimes I would be talking and then Fandi would just chime in and <laughs> just yeah yeah yeah. yeah. What do you remember from your first gigs? Uh, first gigs. Uh, our very first gig was at um, Prince of Wales. Little wow. Indian. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we played there a few times actually. Um, uh, the most memorable thing from our first gig was that we did a cover of Jay Z and Beyonce's uh, "Girlfriend." <laughs> oh right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and there were like I don't know maybe like six people. <laughs> but um, but they were really okay. I I mean I, I yeah. If I I think it was this was our first gig, but I, I could be wrong. But yeah, um, but they were really enthusiastic about it. And then and and there was this one guy, um, his name was Rico. Um, yeah, and he came up to us afterwards, and it was he was really like enthusiastic and and talking about the music and yeah, and and that was cool. So we played there a few more times, um, and. Uh, we decided to join uh, this uh, competition organized by Power Ninety Eight. Mm. Um, yeah, and uh, I think that was really when things started to uh, to blow up, uh, because we got on the radio. Um, uh, we got support from uh, Roz, uh, Rosalind, mm-hmm. who was a DJ there back yeah. then. Yeah, um, yeah and that, and that. Uh, so, so to kind of. Um, Make the most of that. We quickly recorded uh, the Captain Funky Girl single. Um, right. uh, so the B side was Class A Love Affair. Um, yeah, and then we just put it out. Uh, we started getting more shows. And yeah, that was that was how we kind of got started. Really. Oh, you 
Wow, of course, classic A Love Affair became like, uh, a, a, I guess, a signature tune for you guys. Like mm. every, like, I, I remember going to a gig, I, I can't remember which one it was, I think it was an outdoor gig. And they had all these people, and people actually made, like, you know, placards and stuff like that. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I've never seen that before, <laughs> you know? Interesting. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so um, how, how would you kind of describe? I think that's a good, good point, right? How would you describe hmm. the fan response and hmm. how was your feeling about that back then? Yeah. I, I, I will always feel indebted to our fans. Um, I mean, that's the reason why um, I was very insistent that we uh, completed the second album. Uh, it was really because we felt that we owe it to, to the fans like, to, to do it. We have been talking about it for many years. Um, but um, I mean, we were not <clears throat> in a good place, so uh, it wasn't sh- it wasn't a definite thing that we were going to do it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, me personally, I really I really wanted to do it just because, uh, yeah, because of that sense of gratitude and uh, wanting to give something back to the fans. Um, yeah, our fans are, are great, man. Like seriously, <laughs> uh, I couldn't ask for anything more. I mean, they were yeah. Um, I mean, they were always respectful, uh, very pleasant, very joyful, even when we weren't. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's just awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, you know, you have, like, like, we did make quite a few friends who were fans first. You know, people like uh, Fidaos. I mean, you would know Fidaos. Yes, um, yes. Um, uh, what's his oh, my, uh, The names are lost on me now. Um, Asri. I, I don't know if you, you know, but but these are people who um, started off as fans and 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 then and they just uh, helped us along the way and yeah, uh, Winnie, Audi, uh, mm, yes. yeah, those mm-hmm. people. I mean, these are people that you would know as well. Yes, yes. Yeah, and um, yeah, I mean, we were very blessed to have uh, fans like that. Um, so yeah, okay. I mean, we we've never been the kind of band who kind of like saw fans as you know separate from us. So. Yeah, it was good to kind of get to know them and yeah. But were you surprised that people actually like your stuff? <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's a good question. Yeah. Uh, no. No, no I mean, okay. I, I, good, I, I, good. I, <laughs> I mean, okay, honestly, I, I would not put uh, music out if I wasn't uh, convinced by it. I mean, that, right. that's my process. Um, I mean, when I write a song, I, I take, especially with the GSE songs, I they, they took a very long time um, for me to kind of uh, be comfortable with uh, sharing them with the band even. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like they were written, many of them were written years before they were even uh, performed. Wow. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, so they go through this long, very long process of like uh, just constant refinement and yeah, internal criticism. Yeah. So when they, when they finally uh, came out, I, I, I suppose I, I, I was fairly confident that um, they were uh, things that were worthy to be put out, basically. Yeah. So I, 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 I and I guess, um, yeah. I, I mean, I, I try to be as honest and real with the lyrics and and, mm-hmm. and the melodies and all that. I think these are things that uh, people can easily connect with. Huh? So, yeah. Okay, well, I mean, since since you brought it up, I mean, let's let's talk a bit about the music and, mm. um, you know, the, the first album, uh, Flower Show Riots. Mm. Um, yeah, well, what was that like? I mean, I mean, you you already put out that that single, right? So and some of the yeah. tracks are on, 
a couple of tracks are on the the album as well. Um, uh, it was just classy. Classy, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's just classy. Captain Pangikus was uh, was just that that single. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Because we felt that uh, it didn't really fit with the vibe of the rest of Pau uh, Show Riots. Oh, so right. we locked okay. it up. Yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> it's a bit too funky, I guess. <laughs> a bit too curly. <laughs> no, no, but, but so, so how is it like putting putting the whole, that, that first album together? Um, um, okay. I'm, I'm just running through the songs now. Um, most of the songs were written when I was in London. Yeah. Um, uh, so the first song that I shared with the band um, after Captain Funky Curls, um, yeah, it was probably Class A. Um, um, and and uh, yeah, and I think from there, uh, and when we started playing, so so when we, uh, for our first gigs, I think we played mostly covers uh, and maybe okay. one or two uh, originals, uh, and then we we kept um, yeah building from there. Um, but yeah, I think when we started playing Class A, we realized that we had something uh, special, I guess. Yeah. Um, but most of the songs on the album were written, um, yeah, when I was in London. Uh, I think the the latest song that I wrote that uh, got on the album was uh, Dance With Me. Uh, oh, okay. uh, that was written in 2014, in December. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so, so the song... Oh, sorry, yeah, 2004, yes, that's right. So the songs were written between like 2002, 2004, uh, and wow, they came okay. out uh, three years later in 2007. Okay, yeah. okay. So that's the fermentation process la, <laughs> of our songs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, five years yeah, for some of them. Wow, wow. Okay. Actually, there's one song I really want to ask you about mm. uh, because it has a, a very local kind of flavor, City in the City, of course. Mm. Uh, so can you just share with us a little bit mm. about the backstory of, of City in the City? Wow, honestly, I, I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> it was so long ago. Um, well, but was sure. that influenced in any way by the Force Vomit City? Uh, no, even no. though I, okay. I was a huge fan of the band. Uh, <laughs> the, the, I, the reason I, I chose the name City was just because of the... It's just a play on words, like, because it's... it's, ah, okay. it's, it's Yeah, City in the City. <laughs> um, the song is about um, kind of, okay. I, when I was younger, I, I used to be very interested in the kind of like social issues that uh, the Malay community faced, especially okay. when I was in JC. That was kind of all that I was kind of um, uh, really passionate about. Mm. Um, so yeah, I think it, it, it was a song about the the kind of uh, mentality that uh, some uh, people in the community had um, about uh, yeah about about. Uh, the, the life choices that they made. Uh. So he, he had a very serious uh, message, I suppose, um, about young motherhood and all that. Um, but um, I, I think musically, uh, it was definitely inspired by Franz Ferdinand. I mean, the, the guitar sound, I think, is very uh, Franz Ferdinand-ish. Um, yeah, I, I, I think it's just uh, coming together of many different influences. I mean, like the, la the last part is probably Arctic Monkeys, you know, uh, with the drums and, and all that. Right, right, yeah. Right. So, yeah, a lot of things coming together. <laughs> that, okay. That's just what, what, what we do, I guess. We just uh, mix and match everything.
Okay, well, the, the other, the other, I mean, the, your second album was a, a litmus that, mm. that came out. But actually, I wanted to ask this about, I want to ask you about this as well, because um, Flower Show Riots, why, mm. why, why call it that? And litmus, these are very interesting album titles, I think. But uh, <laughs> well, what's the idea behind Flower Show Riots? <laughs> Flower Show Riots, okay, so the song was about, um, I don't know, man. It was just about my observation of I was working in an area in London that was quite posh. Uh, okay. I was working in the uh, was it Tower or HMB uh, okay. in a music store um, in uh, Kensington, so mm. a very posh place. Yes. Mm. So the Chelsea, kind of things Chelsea, I used. Basically. Yes, Chelsea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, so there's a relation to the Chelsea Flower Show, which is uh, something right. that the rich people do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was about that kind of tension between the rich and the you know the rest of uh, London, the the working class and whatever. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so so the song was a it, it wasn't a satire, but it was just an observation. Um, but the voice was was from someone who's obviously, um, <clears throat> yeah, we within that, that that circle. I mean, within the the, 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 the yeah small circle of uh, yeah rich rich folks. Um, and and I think we chose the title because uh, yeah it was probably the most catchy uh, something different uh, we liked the uh, okay so to release the album we set up our own label called Riot Records um, yeah so uh, we thought they just fit very well so that's why we chose uh, <laughs> the, 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 that for the title. Um, as for Litmus, uh, Litmus, the song was the first um, song that was written oh. from from that whole album. Uh, so I I think we just decided to go with that uh, because it was the first song that was written. Uh, mm-hmm. It was written in two thousand and nine when we played the show in uh, Esplanade. We did the um, yeah the the the, the concert. Um, uh, the um the small the small theater um, recital studio yes recital studio right right yeah. Okay. right yes um, yeah that, and yeah. i remember yeah. that <laughs> so we had the music i didn't have the lyrics uh, i wrote the lyrics like 2 3 hours before we went on stage oh, <laughs> yeah, i finished wow. the lyrics okay. yeah so but the music was was sorted so it's just getting uh, and the, the the melodies were there it's just getting wow. the right words wow yeah. so that was the first song uh, from the second album so yeah we decided to go with that. Okay. Well, I mean, the, apart, apart from that as well, um, um, I think Great Spy, like I said, um, was known for their live performances. And I, I think it's interesting that you and Electrical were the first two bands that went to uh, South by Southwest. Mm. Is it South, mm. by, South by Southwest, right? South yeah. by Southwest, yes. Yeah. yeah. This was... This was well, after Flower Show Riots came out or around that time? Uh, South by Southwest was... Oh, 2010, 2009, 2009. Right. Yeah, they're about, yeah. 
can't remember. So. Oh, my memory is so bad, man. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there about. Look, I, I have to say that we learned a lot from Electrico actually. Yeah, we oh, really? really learned a lot from from them. Um, they were the they were the ones who kind of uh, mooted the idea of South by Southwest. Yeah, and and the connection was really uh, Leonard lah. I mean, Leonard was recording both of us at the same time. Um, right. So he he shared uh, quite a lot of things, uh, and I think we we met them a few times as well. Uh, so even though I think back then there was a view that we were competitors in that sense, um, I've never really seen it that way. I mean, I I saw them something that uh, as a band uh, who we learned really a lot from. I mean, like even simple things like having a stage plan. Um, yeah, that mm-hmm. was something that we learned from from them. Um, yeah, in fact, if I if I remember correctly, they shared their their original uh, was it press kit. Yeah, okay. so we took reference from that and and kind of built our own. So I I mean I I was always appreciative of that of the fact that they were very willing to share. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, I think that really helped us a lot, especially in the early years. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think the the I think the, another thing that is quite similar uh, for uh, Grace Pai and Electrico is that I think both of you also had kind of managers, right, to mm. take care take care of those things. Uh, Electrical at Marshall yeah. and you guys at Mike, and 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 so you know, so that is kind of like a, a, a also in a in a sense a, a quite a radical shift for Singapore indie music at the time. Yeah, uh. yeah for sure. Yeah, and yeah, I, and I mean the thing is as 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 wonderful as Mike was, I mean he. He was new to managing music, mm. yeah. So he mm. also had to pick up quite a lot. I mean, the learning curve was quite steep for him as well, yeah. So I think he definitely learned a lot from Marsha as well, mm-hmm. uh, and that really, yeah, lah, it really benefited us, lah. I mean, we, uh, I can't say this enough, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, like, was was South by Southwest the first time you guys uh, performed outside of Singapore? Um. I I think we we did play a show in KL hmm. uh, before that, but yeah, I mean proper like out of the region. Uh, yes. Don't forget uh, New York. Yeah, yeah, but New York was <laughs> after, right? Yeah, it was after. No, New York was two o seven. Really? Yeah, New York was before. <laughs> hey, okay, let me Google this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, New York. It, it would have been before. <laughs> yeah, New York uh, before, <laughs> but you know. Uh, <laughs> Okay, we're, we're just googling stuff now. Folks. <laughs> uh. <laughs> okay, wait. Uh, no, no, you go on, go on. I, I, um... yeah, yeah, because I remember. Okay, oh, I remember five. because oh. uh, after the New York, you all went to get your uh, album mastered. Ah, wait, hang on a minute. It, it, okay, on, on our, our very esteemed ST, it says that. In 2007, the band and fellow indie rockers Electrical became the first Singapore act to perform at South by Southwest. Oh. So it's actually so 2007. 2007. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. so New York was in April. Ah, okay. Yeah. So New York then. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know why? Because I was said because you know after we went to South by Southwest that we really milked it. Yeah. So I, oh, I so thought that. Sure. that yeah, so that I thought that was one of the reasons that we got the Singapore Day gig, uh, because ah, without without that, yeah, I, I I wasn't sure how we would have gotten the, the <laughs> SG Day gig, man. Because I don't think the album was yeah, it wasn't even out yet. No, no I think it was okay. it was yeah. I think possibly through Eric Ng. Right. Okay. 
I yeah, think anyway. my memory says anyway. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, you, you can see that we got a lot of help from many different people. Yeah. yeah. So, yes, including you guys. Yeah. So, yeah. but uh, but yeah. So New York, New York was the first one. Mm. Then mm. Yeah, that was nice. Wow. Okay. Yeah, yes. that was awesome. That was, that was awesome. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah, and that was the first time I saw you, Kevin. Yeah, yes. New York was the first Singapore day, yeah. The first Singapore day. Yeah. But it, it wasn't the same turn. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. So uh, I, <laughs> my, my my memories are all kind of like all over the place. Yeah, yeah. It's, but, yeah. it's, it's like only like 16 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> only. <laughs> only. Only, only. Would that be like your 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 most memorable gig that you guys did as a band? Uh no, no. Because the actual SGD gig was wasn't like the no. the most rocking la. Okay. Uh, I mean, people were mostly enamored with the food. Yes, but, uh, exactly. Yeah, and and strangely enough, the the people who were most interested were the the non Singaporeans who got in. Yeah. yeah. Oh, right. Wow. Yeah. But um, no, I think the most memorable memorable gig for me would be uh the twenty twelve babies. Mm. Yeah, I mean, Babies is always great, uh, but mm. I think 2012, something just clicked. La. It was, uh, um, and we decided for that, sh- for that show to play the whole album in its entirety from start to finish. So there were no songs yeah. from Flower Show Riots. Uh, so we just went through the album. Um, and even though people didn't know the songs because the album wasn't out yet, Mm. Uh, they were rocking to it, so we felt that okay. I mean, that's a good sign. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And for the encore, we did. Uh, yeah, I think uh, a couple of songs from Flower Show. Uh, yeah, classy. Yeah. Cannot so, avoid, yeah. avoid classy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, we we made them wait long enough, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> whole set there was without <laughs> yeah. only eleven songs through before yeah. you get to the hit. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, yeah, so that one was for me the most memorable, and also because I mean uh, there was a time when it was really, really uh, we were not in a very good place. So um, mm-hmm. okay. and yet to 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 be able to play that kind of show was uh, yeah was something else. If I remember, you guys also opened for um. Oh my god! Yeah, now I can't remember. I, it was just on the tip of my tongue. You opened for a band, a famous band. <laughs> Which one is it? Stereophonics. Stereophonics. No, yeah, uh, that's right. Yes, yeah. that's that's the story we like to tell. The Stereophonics. Really? Yeah, <laughs> I, where, I don't really remember where, much. Where, where, <laughs> where Fundy had issues because they they had some problems with the drums and all that. They said, "Don't touch our, don't touch our stuff uh. and all that." Right. Okay. I don't remember, man. Uh, the usual, the yeah. usual problems with 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 Singapore Bears be opening for assholes. Yes. <laughs> I, no, know. I one, mean, you can't blame them. The one them I remember also is that uh, there's one, uh, twenty ten because uh, y'all didn't get a chance to sound check because of Kanye West. Oh yes, that's right. That oh, was the F one. Wasn't it F one show? No, 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 F one. It was some festival. Fort Canning, is it? Fort Canning, yeah, 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 yeah. I can't even name of it now. Oh my god. I think it's. I think it's. 
Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For canning rock. Yeah, we, we, are, we are also old, man. <laughs> we can't remember anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's only 10 years ago, man. <laughs> I mean, no, but, know, I have no, problems trying to remember what I ate yesterday already, sir. No, but, but to be fair, we can't blame them lah, because they are traveling with the equipment and all that. So, yeah, 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 you know, yeah. they, they can't risk getting yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just but, uh, so, <laughs> so I, 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 I suppose I, I can I can understand lah. But I cannot understand the you know, yeah, giving us different gear is fine, but then don't give us like the cheapest gear, lah. You know. Yeah, yeah. Oh right, right. <laughs> like the smallest drum set, the smallest amps, and then yeah, like... yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but yeah. the the problem is not with the foreign guys. The problem is with the organizers. That's what my point yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the attitude towards yeah, so you... and the attitude towards <laughs> local. So where's my drink? Yeah, yeah, it's the first drink, right? <laughs> 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 um. No, no, but it's true. It's true. It's true. Um, I think, I, 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 I'm, I'm always so like understanding. I mean, it sounds like I am lah, but I suppose for them, <clears throat> uh, yeah lah. I mean, at the end of the day, it's, 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 it's still a business, and uh, <laughs> I don't know. They, they don't. They, they may not understand the musical aspects of it. Yeah. Um, mm, yeah. The considerations so, that are necessary yeah. for these kind of things. Yeah. Yeah, but having said that, I mean, we have worked with some very, very good organizers and yeah, I think uh, kudos to them as well, you know. Yeah, to be fair, to be fair. They, they try their best most of the time. Uh, it's, 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 it's the bigger organizers that tend to be a bit more dismissive, I think. Yes. Yeah, which is kind of strange. <laughs> yes. Which is kind yeah. of strange. True. <laughs> you think that they have like the, the know-how and the, you know, resources, yeah, exactly. the resources yeah. to actually put uh, on a very... Uh, yeah, I remember once we came to a show, uh, and again, it was by one of these uh, bigger event organizers. Uh, they didn't have the gear for us. Uh, I think they assumed that we could use the same gear as the, the other foreign act. Uh, so we had to last minute scramble. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. I think this hey, is Stereophonics. I think this is Stereophonics. Is it? Stereophonics? Yeah, yeah. I think that's oh, okay. Stereophonics. <clears throat> no yeah. gear, no gear at all. Like, huh? Yeah. So we... <clears throat> We um yeah I think we had to call our contacts and <clears throat> get them uh in last minute it was, it was quite crazy but uh, wow yeah. wow okay so okay. yes behind the scenes <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah after Limus came out it was in what twenty thirteen you know about a year or two after that you guys decided that you know you, Great Spy would not exist well I mean what, mm. what what was the the reasoning behind that and um okay um. I think honestly speaking, there were a number of different factors. Mm. Um, uh, um, personal, uh, within the band. I think within the band, um, there was uh, there were certain tensions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this this was already uh, this already existed uh, even before. Um, yeah, like 2011, 2010, thereabouts. <clears throat> um, but I mean, we. It was always something that we were able to work out um, mm. and to keep things going. Uh, but then other things started uh, coming in, into play. I mean, I, I went through a very difficult uh, time in 2011 onwards. Um, and and I, I think, to be honest, I, I just bummed, up, bummed the whole band out. Uh. So it, it kind of... <laughs> um, yeah, the, the, the way I was, um, I think it made uh, coming together not very uh, enjoyable for the rest of them. Right. Yeah. Um, so, but but there were also other things like uh, I mean, Kai and Mac they had their own uh, situation at home. 
Right. Um, I mean, yeah, with with uh, health uh, issues. I mean, Meg was. Uh, I mean, I, I I hope she's okay with me saying this. I mean, she she was uh, along the journey. She had her own health issues as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So so I think um, we knew that Litmus was going to be our last album. Mm. I think there right. was something that okay. we we quietly knew, mm. uh, but we wanted to. <clears throat> um, to have a good final show before we 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 left lah. I mean, we left the scene. Um, so I think it took us about two years to set up, uh, you know, the the House of Right show. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, which would have been uh, the perfect way to go, except that uh, as usual, my throat was a mess, a mess. Uh, so my my memory of that show was just being so damn annoyed that uh, I had my throat was sore in what was probably the biggest show of my life. So yeah, <laughs> so not the best way to to end it, but yeah, Murphy, Murphy's Murphy's Law we call it right. <laughs> yeah, but with me because I I never I mean I I learned music by you know just you know playing the guitar at home. Uh, you know the typical void deck uh, kind of musician. You know, okay. um, so I never had any uh, training when it comes to you no, know, whether it's guitar or singing. I never had any formal training. I never knew how to take care of my yeah. uh, instruments, my throat. Right. Um, yeah, and and I think it's just uh, many bad habits that yeah eventually uh, yeah kind of messed up my my system so yeah I, I i i can't sing now because i think my my vocal stamina is just so bad mm. yeah and uh uh but yeah la, it's it's <laughs> yeah it's just a a sad sad memory la from that show because otherwise i thought it would be really really wonderful mm, but you 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 came back with another band quite quite quickly after that i think If I'm not wrong. No, it was a it was a fake band. A fake band. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, so the E's. The E's. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, the E's were was a solo project. So you know, I, I I've always wanted to play the drums. <laughs> so. <laughs> yes. And. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so yeah. I wrote. So the songs the songs for the E's. Um, some of them were actually written for uh, Great Spy. Uh, but we realized that they were a bit too light for for litmus, yeah. So I so I had these songs that were indie rock but a mm. bit lighter and um yeah I just decided to put them out lah and 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 I wanted to rec- so I I use that as an opportunity to to kind of do everything so play drums uh, play bass mm. uh, in addition to singing playing guitar uh, and then it took me many years to realize that uh, I'm just not a very good drummer. <laughs> so to, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to re-record it. I mean I had to get uh Bunny Hiderin to record the okay. drums. <laughs> and uh yeah, so then, then I put it out just for fun. And then a couple of weeks later, David's called to ask us to play a show. <laughs> which I thought was quite funny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So that was the one and only uh gig by the East. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> fake, fake gig by fake man. <laughs> yeah, you know, it was a real gig. Real gig, <laughs> real gig by fake man. By fake man. Um, but yeah, that was uh yeah, that was funny. Um never expected that. 
I thought I would put it out and nobody would notice it. So <laughs> yeah. You so, thought wrong. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Bonus, bonus. <laughs> Big bonus. Since then, of course, you put out all these like dance, uh, dance tracks. Uh, mm. You know how did how did that come about? I mean, why um, I mean, why do surrender and 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 all that? Uh, it was simply a case of uh, wanting to still have a creative outlet. Um, I mean, I I was still writing melodies and songs that were you know like indie rock in nature, but I was finding it very hard to to write words to write the lyrics yeah so i have a lot of songs that uh they are lyrics less mm. yeah and mm. and and uh, the thing the thing is with uh band music as well is you need a band and i think i was in a in a place where uh, yeah I, i i didn't really want to have that kind of um yeah i didn't think it was best for me or for the others <clears throat> for me to be in that kind of situation where i was working with other people Uh, so that's the beauty of dance music because you can do it yourself. I mean, you can do it in oh, your yeah. bedroom yeah. all yeah. by yourself. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. yeah. So in the past, uh, yeah, five six years, I no, I mean, since even before the Great Spy, mm. um, just one uh, December morning, I decided, okay, this is a new year. I'm gonna download, uh, get a proper copy of a digital audio workstation. So I got Ableton. And then just learn, and then just learn how to produce music. So, wow. um, so I think, and I mean, it, it goes back to, I mean, I've I've always been interested in dance music uh, from the Zoop days. Uh, when I was in London, I was DJing. Yeah, so I used to buy a lot of dance records. Uh, I used to spend all my allowance on on buying vinyls and, yeah, wow. and stuff like okay. that. Yeah, so I was uh, when I came back to um, uh, Singapore as well um, while. Um, yeah, straddling both DJing and the Great Spike Experiment, uh, and then when the Great Spike Experiment uh, got big, I I kind of stopped uh, playing dance music, lah. Yeah, but it was always a uh, part of me. Um, so it was just a matter of going back to it. Um, so yeah, for for the first few years, I was very prolific. I think I produced about yeah almost twenty uh, songs. As we get down to the deep and soulful sounds of the velvet underground of our youth, we find ourselves drawn to the tribal beats and chants of the tribal dance they call Zoom. And in the darkness of the lights, we come to realize that this is not about the past or the here and now. Um, I sent them out to a few uh, record labels. So I got picked up uh, by a couple of lab- labels in Germany and uh, um, Denmark. 
Uh, so these are the underground dance music labels. Huh? Mm. Um, but I felt that they were not doing anything for me. Uh, so that's why I decided to set up my own label. Uh, and then when I set up my own label, I was like, yeah, I cannot just release my own music. Right? It's, like, uh, <laughs> it's like so shameless. So I started, uh, yeah, I started kind of like uh, approaching uh, producers to release from the label. Um, and the past two years, it's been, uh, yeah, I mean, I think the label has grown quite a bit. Uh, we have, I think, about 25 artists uh, now. We wow. put out about almost 50 records. Uh, it's a one-man show. It's just a passion project for me. Uh, mm. Definitely losing a lot of money, but yeah, like, it's just something I'm doing for for you know just to keep the creative side uh, going, la. Actually, actually, thanks for sharing that because that's mm. one thing that is really kind of uppermost in my mind when I think about uh, where you have been and where you are now. Right. Mm. So this because I've also been through a kind of similar journey in the sense that I also find it difficult to write lyrics now. Mm. Yeah, so I'm just wondering whether you've ever reflected about that and thought about why that is so, and whether you're happy about the situation or you, you think that's maybe really going happen again. Um, <clears throat> honestly, I feel that my best lyrics were the ones that were, in, in order to, to have things to write about, you kind of have to live life, you know? Like um, the 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 kind of life I'm living now, it's very um, it, it's very hard to find inspiration. Okay. Um, you, you need some kind of um, tension, some kind of um, I don't know something something to trigger mm. a, a response. You see? And and mm. right now my life is very stable, very comfortable. Um, so there's not much of that happening. So so I think for me that's that's the main uh, stumbling block. Huh? Okay. I think <laughs> this okay. In, in, in other words, there's just not enough drama like, in my life <laughs> yeah. you know, to write about, you see. So, <laughs> you know, that, that's why it's good being a, uh, being a young young person, you see, because their life is always full of drama and there's so much to write about. But as you get older, more settled. <laughs> yeah, like, what, what can you write about, man? <laughs> my, yeah, my, I can't eat instant noodles anymore. That's my name. <laughs> my wife won't let me. <laughs> that's my name. <main. laughs> But also, do you, do you feel that, um, do you feel also that uh, you can, you're able to kind of express uh, emotions through melodies and uh, instrumental arrangements uh, better now than before in the past? Uh, I think I've had no choice. La. I mean, yeah, um, especially with dance music, I think you you mm. kind of have to, to be able, I mean, you, you need to be able to do that. Uh, but, but at the same time, I mean, you know, list, growing up listening to death metal where the lyrics pretty much don't matter because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like what are they singing anyway, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And then like, you, you know, you listen to bands like Metallica and, and all these uh, rock bands, they always have like for every album, there's always an instrumental song. Uh, mm. You know, GSC as well, we do have our instrumental songs as well. So I think that, that aspect has always been a part of my uh, my songwriting, you know. Just writing uh, without having to rely on words or, or vocal melodies. I, well, one of the things that I like about doing dance music and doing doing production is that 
there's there's a lot to learn. Yeah. Nice. So I'm I, I feel like you know even though I'm you know uh, past forty and yeah. uh I, like you know like our best times are behind us you know the kind of feeling. <laughs> yeah. But I, you know it, it it the 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 good thing is having this sense of you know there's still a lot to mm. learn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, and yeah. So that that kind of keeps me going. Uh, whether it's the the, the actual craft of pro- producing or, or even like things like running a label, how to put your music out there. Mm, I think, right. Yeah, I'm I'm learning a lot. And, yeah. So do you ever see yourself <clears throat> going back to Saifu of mid two thousands? No, no. It's Im- impossible. Okay. Yeah, so so the, the 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 thing that I went through in 2011 was was uh, it is definitely life altering. I mean, I I, I was uh, clinically depressed for for many months, sure. and and I think one of the one of my takeaways from that experience is that um, you know when you go through depression, you don't really recover from it. Uh, I think it changes you. Yeah. Uh, and I think if you're if you um, if you're insistent on going back to to who you were before uh, the unraveling, uh, I think there's just no way that uh, you can move on. Mm. Um, so, um, I mean, I, I don't regret the the episode or the experience because I think I gained a lot of uh, clarity. Mm. Um, uh, I, 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 I think I have a more acute uh, understanding of who I am as a person now. Um, so, so, to go back to who I was before is, is for me virtually impossible. I think it would, yeah. Um, would I go back to writing songs? I, 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 I mean, I still have songs that I haven't put out. Uh, I would probably start with those. Mm. Um, um, but um, to to write new songs, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm finding it a bit hard now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, honestly, um, I haven't like honestly in the past five years or so, I haven't. I've only touched the guitar maybe less than like 10, 20 times. Mm. Yeah, uh, I think I've touched the drums more. Because <laughs> <laughs> so you really want is, to be a drummer, right? <laughs> I no, it's no secret. I I <laughs> always wanted to play drums. Um, yeah, I, my my son goes for drum lessons, so sometimes I I I, I get to touch the drum set. You know? <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. So yeah. Um, oh, and and I picked up the piano this year. Ah. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. So because my son was going for piano lessons, so we got him those the Casio piano keyboard. Yeah, and I I started playing around with it. Um, yeah. So. Um, I, I can play a Lemon Twig song now, so I think that's pretty impressive. Nice. Do you guys know Lemon Twigs? Of course. Ah, <laughs> I awesome, love, I love Lemon so... Twigs. Yeah, man. I know, right? Good good, good okay. to know you're still keeping in touch with good music, man. Here and there, <laughs> la, I know. I'm, I've been listening to K-pop as well, so... <laughs> 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 I told you, right? My music taste is very eclectic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's good. It's good, though. That's the way it should be. Yeah, 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 yeah. I find that. I mean, I mean, personally, that that that's what actually informs us a lot. You know. Yeah, it's I agree. Checking out every single thing, whether it's jazz or, or K-pop or you know, Malay mm-hmm. rock or you know, canto pop and stuff like that. Who are you guys listening to now? I found some interesting new young, new young acts, <laughs> so to speak. Um, Not Neil Young, 
not Neil Young. <laughs> <laughs> Neil Young, I found a long time ago. He's <laughs> old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah, but, but there's some interesting. That, I mean, to me, I mean, I find some of these. What I find interesting mostly is like duos or solo artists who are, mm. you know, putting music out. I like, I like their spirit. I like the idea of what they're trying to do. Mm. Not necessarily all the genres are my kind of what I like, but you know, yeah. so you got bands, yeah, and, yeah. You know, groups like Little Spider Hunter, which cool. is it is it is interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. The only local kind of artist I'm listening to is not based in Singapore. Uh, <laughs> I'm still not sure how to pronounce the name. Y e u l e. Is it is it Chinese? Is it is it in Chinese? I never. Yeah. So she's she's an electronic artist. Uh, I'm not sure where she's based now in the UK or you know. So she's mm. actually doing very well, uh, doing stuff on her own. Yeah. So you should check her out. Cool. Yeah. She's she's very 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 different. So very mm. just interesting character. Yeah. Mm. So I've been been like uh, really following her. Uh, so uh, wherever she's whatever she's been doing la. <laughs> You have to check her out. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> we good. need to get her on the show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We should. We should. So what's uh, so I mean what what's 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 up with uh Saiful these days? I mean where where does he go from here? Okay, I mean family wise we there will be some uh major life changes lah, I think uh, next year. So um probably gonna uh, live abroad for a while. Oh, okay. Wow, yeah. okay. And then uh yeah, and then we'll see where that goes. I I've actually been uh, mixing uh you know, when we released Litmus, we recorded a series of uh, uh, videos uh, where we play the songs live. Um, oh. Yeah, mm-hmm. Litmus Live. Um, so yeah, I've actually mixed the songs. I got the tracks and um, yeah, mixed them. So um, yeah, I'm probably going to put out a Litmus Live album uh, just for fun, you know. Oh, okay. Because wow. I've always been, yeah, a bit cool. Like, yeah, I've been a bit like uh, frustrated by, not, not frustrated, but like, I thought that the audio um, could have been, uh, you know, like it was a bit, yeah, it could have been more, could have been better, I guess. This is yeah. a standard, but, but, standard you know, response yeah. from everybody. <laughs> it's yeah, yeah, yeah. I never liked like what we did. Uh, it could have been better. It's a standard thing. Like, you didn't like the Phil uh, Spector wall of sound? Because, on. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but we didn't because this was uh, recorded live, you see. So, um, right, right. Yeah, so. Uh, and and I think uh, I mean we we did it with uh, Leonard, but yeah. it was recorded at Yellow Box Studios. Uh, and oh, I think okay. he had a, a very short uh, runway like, to mix mix the tracks. Mm. So I think uh, I mean the 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 mixing was fine for for uh, YouTube purposes lah. Yeah, but I think for uh, yeah because I've always thought that uh, you know it, it would be nice to put that out as a as an audio recording. Sure. Yeah. Why not? So I've just not? been yeah. playing around. Yeah, yeah. yeah playing not? around yeah. with it. And, yeah. So that should be out soon. Okay. Um, yeah, and I mean, again, just something that I'm thinking about um, next year is the, uh, no, 2023 is the uh, 10th anniversary of Litmus. So probably a remastered. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, cool, that would cool, be cool. cool, cool. So yeah, yeah. Those, those are the things that I'm kind of, yeah, just uh, yeah, toying with um, yeah, for the next couple of years. Yeah, man. So it, it'll be interesting to... To see um uh before we go where where can people find you um music not not you la, I mean uh. <laughs> yeah, because scary but <laughs> where can people find your um, music out there in the in the universe <laughs> uh 
Um, I mean, my I have a website www.surrenderhq.com. Uh, www. mm-hmm. So everything that um, yeah, it's it's basically my virtual creative space lah. So anything that uh, uh, great spy, my dance music stuff is all there. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think if you're looking for the great spy experiment stuff, I think just Google it. I think this yeah, it's, stuff. So yeah, it would be all on the streaming there. platforms, lah. Still, right? Yeah. Yes. Would it? Yeah. yeah so it'll yeah. be on Spotify and and YouTube and stuff. Um. Like yeah. Yeah. Spotify. Okay. Uh, app, um. I mean, I iTunes, Apple Music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Okay. Okay. That'll be great. Uh. So yeah. So guys, uh, if you want to find out what the great spy experiment sounded like, go check them out online. Um, Saiful's own music, which is a very, very far cry from, from the great spy stuff, but still, uh, very is very cool and very enjoyable. Yeah. Um, great beats for for every I think every occasion. I I, I have to know because I I really did like I really did like uh, JKS when it first came out, and I've only oh, just cool. started listening to your uh, summer days and and, and uh, nice. the recent ones. So those are really cool. Um, I'm using Thank that you. for my. My backing backing track whenever I do my work, actually. Oh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> but yeah, but thanks again, uh, for for taking time out to do this. Yeah. You're most welcome. Yeah, and uh, okay. yeah, thanks, you guys. Thanks, man. Catch up, catch up again soon, huh? So if you like what you've heard on today's podcast, uh, please like and subscribe. Um, wherever you get your podcast from, um, we're on several different platforms, and we. You, we'd like you to leave a comment. Tell us what you liked about it. Tell us what we can improve on. You know, feedback is always good. Constructive feedback is always good, right? Um, yeah. So yeah. Constructive being the operative word. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Just drop us a line um, and, and like and subscribe, and we'll see you in the next episode of Lion City Rock. Yep. Thanks a lot. Okay. Ciao. See you.